You're listening to Father Lead. And it's come to this. I don't know about NASCAR. Oh, there it is. From the man cave of Mayhem Studios, here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. And we are back. Like we never left, but we did leave. Back with a brand new episode of For the Lead. I'm Connor Bunn alongside of my host, co-host, Timothy host. Ray Martin. I am the host of the show. Thank you. And uh, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're back. We were on a uh, week break. One of us went on vacation. The other one went to work. And uh, so, yeah, we're back. I did some fun stuff, too, you know. Yeah, you did some fun stuff. But for me, it was like 98% fun all the time. For you, it was like 70% work. The other percent fun was that last uh day coming back fun for you no it was not fun all right but we so we're, that. we're back from la uh what a trip a lot of a lot of uh, experiences i would say a lot of first uh you know a lot of last lot, <laughs> last i ain't going to houston again <laughs> okay He's not going to Houston. Yeah, we'll talk about Houston. Tried it, didn't like it. <laughs> Did not like Texas. And uh, and our number, you know, our number two, like in number the one. people that listen to yeah, the show, Texas. is from Texas. Sorry, Texas. So, uh, Connor, not a big fan of Texas. So, we were in L.A. And, uh, would we fly out of Charlotte? We didn't fly to Charlotte. We drove we flew to out Charlotte. Of, I said fly out of Charlotte. You said we flew to Charlotte. I said fly out of Charlotte. So we drove to Open Charlotte, flew ears. out of Charlotte. Um, but before we did that, we, we stopped at uh, uh, Topgolf. Yep. Can I just say utter, absolute domination on you at Topgolf? Who was winning first, though? I no, was winning no, first. No, yeah, you were hitting grounders that rolled into the – so at Topgolf, you like, we're on the second story, and we're hitting into these huge target areas. Connor's, like, almost – Hitting the ball back at the people, and you not know, a golfer. Ball. I'm an action sports type person. I'm not a live sports type person. Uh, I had the lead for a while, and no, then this man didn't. ordered a beer, and then you know everybody knows you play better a little bit drunk. So, Two hundred yards away. Okay, the target. Well, how how long have you been golfing? Since I was 16. And you're 35 now. You know when I started golfing? Two, two weeks ago. ago. So, um, But you had you still had to get drinks in you to beat me. 200? No, that is And that's true. why you can't beat me in go-karts, because you can't drink and drive. <laughs> Maybe so, I'll try that next time. Uh, no, I'm, I, for the safety I of me. I think they serve alcohol at those go-kart places, don't they? Maybe. In those cafes. I hope not. I hope they don't let just let anybody out there on the track. <laughs> target, 200 yards away. I'm drilling it in that target every single time, getting double points. This guy brought his own clubs. He's like he's like the... So? <laughs> now what you're supposed to do? Do you like, do you like the old people who show up to play bingo and they bring their own chips? Jeez. Oh, that is prepared. not what that's like. Yeah, it is. I didn't even wear my golf shoes. I brought them, but I didn't even wear them. You don't need to wear them. Why don't them? you just admit I dominated you? When you were drunk. I was okay. You did not Whoa. Take... No, stop it right now. You did not. I had one beer. I was nowhere near drunk. That's all it takes for you. It, it, you did not take the lead from me until you started sipping beer. <laughs> so until you play me sober and beat me <laughs> oh sober, this is nullified. Because oh, you, you are, played better when you got some drinks. That you ordered up, a beer. I ordered a water. The man comes up with excuses. For every loss. No, it's, the numbers don't just, lie. I know, and I've got pictures of me beating you by like 85 points. Okay, did you take pictures of yourself drinking beer? I just because that's what you indulged when one I was... beer. That's what you indulged when I was trying to play a very fair round of golf. Oh, 
and you were in there throwing them back uh, like they were no oh man's God, business. You were so having dead. to drive back true. to the hotel. That's not, none of that's you true. had to pour a Miller Lite down yourself so you can drill your ball <laughs> 200 yards away. True. It's probably why you didn't make PGA. I mean, let's be honest here. They uh, wouldn't let you play, play drunk. They let John Daly play <laughs> drunk, don't they? Oh, man. Oh, none of none of what he just said is true. No, it's absolutely none true. None of what he just said is true. Absolutely, hundred percent true. Um. So then the next day we left for L.A. Yep. Take and, off. Uh, so we had a lay a long layover in Houston. Not really. It was like four hours, wasn't it? Was it four hours? It didn't feel like four hours. It only it felt like, like two three and a half. Or four hours. No, it wasn't two and a half. It definitely wasn't as long. It was nothing compared to what we had coming back. So we, we we, Connor had to go skateboarding. I mean, this was the, he had to go skateboarding and had to get my feet. Had to go to this awesome skateboarding park in Houston. So we took an Uber during the layover to the skateboarding park and Connor was what? You were there five minutes and ready to go home. No, I was there like 30. Ready to go home. Already okay. pouting and crying. I want, I'm too hot out here. It's too hot. I'm not pouting. I'm ready to go. You were pouting. I'm ready to go home. And no, then I got out there and I skated for like 30 minutes, but I was right off a plane. I didn't have all my luggage. I was in black skinny jeans and a dark olive green t-shirt. And it was like 88 degrees in Houston at 10 a.m. with like 90% humidity. And then you got all mad because impossible they, skating conditions. Then they made you wear a helmet. Yeah, who the f- What? If the signs say skate at your own risk, why are you making people wear helmets? And then so, you didn't give collateral for the helmets. Yeah, the guy says you got to wear a helmet. And... Yeah, and, and the, he says, okay, Connor has to borrow a helmet from the guy, and the guy's like, uh, can you give me some what, collateral? So you don't so steal I my helmet? I thought Connor was going to hand like over Like I was going to steal his helmet because I, I didn't want it in the first place. I thought, he was gonna, I thought you were going to hand over your wallet. Hell no. You pull these $5 sunglasses off your head and hand those over. They're not $5. I'm not that cheap, okay? okay 15 10 but that doesn't matter <laughs> anyways. I'm not, spending, I'm not spending $200 on sunglasses or 500 or... I'm not. Never mind. We're, we're getting way. Uh, we don't need to get that deep into the prices of sunglasses. So, anyways. So, it's humid in Houston. So, I gave him a pair of sunglasses so I could wear a stupid helmet to skate at my own risk because that makes sense. I skated for like 30 minutes. I was like, man, it's hot. I don't want to get too miserable for this other flight that we have to catch in a few hours. Timothy's like, it's not even that hot as he's sipping water, sitting under the canopy. And I'm like, all right. Well, I'm surprised uh, you didn't change the story to me sipping beer under the canopy. Well, unfortunately, they didn't offer that in the back of the Uber. So. He was like, let me see the skateboard. So he gets on the skateboard, and he's like, oh, I can see how you think it's pretty hot out here riding around. So, so yeah, that didn't really last long in Houston. But then we get, well, in, an, we get in an Uber to go back. Right? A, a lady. A lady who picked who, us who, up. Who, very who sweet kinda, lady. No, she wasn't sweet. She was spaced out. I mean, it was like she was very uh, Is anybody in Houston not spaced out? Uh, you don't know. <laughs> well. Sorry. Anyways, so she picks us up. Nice lady. Car smelled fantastic. And uh, so we go to pull out, and she just drives right on out in front of traffic, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. and she's like, oh, sorry, I have a lot on my, uh, I have a lot on my mind, and I'm like, oh god, she did say and I, got I was a lot looking, on my mind. I was looking at this dot, this blacked out Dodge Challenger coming right at my door and at about Connor sixty mile an hour from his seat over on top of me, so he didn't get hit. No, all I said was whoa. And then she uh, she hit the brakes. but and So I promptly let her know she was going to get a one-star rating for that. And then gave her a five-star. I really did, I really did say that to her. She was like, so. please don't. Please don't. Yeah, so um, they got to get the ratings up. So, th- so then we got to L.A., uh, you know, and, and, you know, got settled in. Yep. We, we didn't do anything the first night. We, we just went, went to the pool or something. Yeah, we went to the pool for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, that's an exhausting. I mean, you're flying. I mean, we got to L.A. at 6.30. Yeah, he was like, he's like, all right, let's land in L.A., let's go to Venice. I'm like, damn. 
I give me a break. That, How about you, the pool? You, you are twisting so many stories around. I mean, it's an all. It was an all-day trip, though. I mean, because yeah. really, it was nine thirty by the I mean, time really our time. Hour, yeah, three hours. So um, I, I'm doing work during the day, and and uh, let's see what did we do the first. Uh, I guess that next day we would go to Santa Monica. We went to Santa Monica. So this was Saturday night. We went to Santa Monica. Yeah. The pier was packed. And anybody that's been to Santa Monica, they've got kind of the amusement park on the pier. It was like sardines. They were packed in like sardines there. It, it was kind of cold. Salem Bear. Yeah, it was and people windy. were in the ocean. Like kids were swimming in the Pacific that, Ocean. That's normal for them, though. Freezing, though. But it was cold. And that Pacific Ocean water is cold, too. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a guy come up to me, and he like wanted to give me a bracelet. He was like, this is for you. Yeah. This is for you. And I was like, so I, I was like, those well, I was like, I don't want it. I don't want it. But the thing I don't understand is, what if I had taken it and just walked away because he was selling the bracelet? Well, what would he have done? He looked like he was a master in Tai Chi, so he looked like he would have whooped your ass I, if you stole his man-made bracelet. I think so. He gave me the bracelet. But anyway. Maybe he, he recognized me. Uh, well, whatever. Um, so so then we, what do we do? We went and ate dinner. Yeah. Bubba but, Gump Shrimp. And I vowed to never eat seafood again did after you, our... Uh, did you eat seafood there? No, I got a Caesar salad. That was delicious. That is seafood. Um, that is not seafood. Anchovies from the Caesar dressing. There was no... <laughs> but they make Caesar dressing with anchovies. Okay. I had a ranch on it. You got a Caesar salad with ranch dressing? Yeah, because that was it was bigger than the house salad, and I wanted something a little bit bigger, so I said, hey, can I get this with ranch and chicken? And hmm. she said, okay. Okay. Uh, so we're watching on my phone the All-Star Race, and we yeah. really watched the whole thing sitting there at Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yep. And we just had to keep ordering food. Because, because there was a lot of people trying to get in to eat. And the race was still going on, and we had finished eating. And so then I had to order dessert because we, we still had the last stage to go. Yeah, we still had 15 more laps to go. And there was a caution in between that, which the caution laps did not count in the final stage. We're like, ah, and we got to improvise. So we had to order more food as my mic is breaking. Well, that's because you keep messing with Because I feel like it keeps falling every time I talk into it. They don't want to give me Quit. the platform. They don't want to see me win. Oh, jeez. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then she came and gave us a Bubba Gump or a Forrest Gump quiz, which I won. And I didn't get anything free from it. No. What did you think of the All-Star race? I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good racing. What about two things from the All-Star race stand out to me? Um, Bubba Wallace? Bubba Wallace. Holy cow. He was emotional after that. Open victory. Yeah, that was pretty big for him. And then, I mean, I thought they were going to have to drug test him when he came out at intros, spewing Coke all over himself, smashing Cokes, pouring them all over himself before he gets in the car. You got to celebrate the small wins. <laughs> I'm not getting in no car all sticky going and doing another race. He was out of control. Speaking of out of control, so was Clint Boyer. <laughs> Man looked like a machine. Daryl Waltrip, I mean, what a quote. Uh, looks like a machine. I mean, Boyer and Newman got into it. I didn't really, don't, didn't really, I mean, wasn't paying attention during the race. Didn't know they got into anything. We'd already left the restaurant, and we were walking to We were in a in gas Santa station, Monica. and I said, holy oh, shit. Oh, right. <laughs> and, I mean, Boyer or, or, or Newman, you know, sent Boyer head on into the wall after the race was over, and then Boyer ran up to his car, and, and how many times did he hit him? Like 50 Give or take. I mean, it was like bam, 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 bam. And then, you know, Newman got out of the car. He's all beaten up and red and everything else. Yeah, Boyer definitely suckered him. 
He suckered him. He ran up with his helmet on and caught the man in his car. Yeah, and, and he couldn't get and out. Newman was in his car with his helmet off. Still probably buckled in at that point too. Whew. See, my take on it in, in NASCAR is not a big fan of like a helmet on non-helmet fight, no, especially when they're in the car. My take on NASCAR fights is what they should do after the race. You get them in the infield, the grass infield. You give them one minute, like hockey. First person to go First down. To if die. you go down, you're done. You start bleeding, you're done. Crew guy is not involved. For every crew guy who gets in, that's a $25,000 fine to their Good. personal pocket. That, I think that's going to go over real well with NASCAR. Why don't you pitch that to them? I think it's a great idea. It beats someone run up with their helmet on and snit. Like, I mean, that's just kind of like... I mean, I think we we all know how Ryan Newman races and stuff. But still, if you if you legit want to fight the guy, you wait till he gets out of the car. You take your helmet off, and then you can go over there and punch him. But it, you can't walk up. You know, so it's like it's like kicking a man in a wheelchair. I mean, what's he gonna do? Yeah, but okay, come on, let's be honest. It was Newman. Weren't you a little bit excited that this was happening to Newman? Yeah, I thought it was really good. <laughs> There but go. still, that does not make it okay for any driver to get. You know, at least Kyle Busch waited till Joey was out of the car, and then he walked up and doused him in the face. And then Joey's crew guys jumped on him because Joey can't fight for himself or race for himself. But that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, thanks, so, Brad, for spending out final race for and won the championship. Yeah. And Kyle Larson won. I mean, boom! Finally got to victory raced lane. his way in and, and and got the win. That's some real Casey Kane uh, stuff right there. Man. Yeah. Didn't, didn't fare magic. too well the next week, but no. we'll get into that later. Uh, and then also while we were in Santa Monica, you know, Connor calls himself a sports fan. Who picks out the NBA player that we're getting ready to pass as we're walking through the shops You didn't Santa know who Monica? it was. Me. You just Me. see this big, Yeah, and tall. then you say, oh, that's so-and-so, and it wasn't even him. It was somebody else. Because they look, they look very much alike. But yeah, all you saw was like this big, tall dark-skinned guy, and you're like, oh, that must be a basketball player. I don't like what you're implying. And then I looked up, and I was like, oh, that is. Where do I know him from? And then I was thinking, I I thought it was Roy Hibbert. And then I was like, no, I don't think it's Roy Hibbert. And then while we were in the Uber on the way back, I was like, ah, that was Patrick Peterson. So we saw Patrick Peterson. And plus, I looked at his Instagram story when we got back to the hotel, and he had a video of him walking through Santa Monica and and stuff. So it was... Were we in the video? No, no. He was at, like, a house party. But, um... So, yeah, we ran into Patrick Peterson. That was pretty cool. Connor was on the search for Converse. I was on the search for Converse. He needed some new shoes. Found them. Thank goodness. Is that where we found Santa them? Santa Monica was really cool because they had that Tesla store. They had the Apple store. Oh, we store. got in a Tesla. Yeah. We got in a Tesla. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I got in. and finally, I forgot about that. Finally, uh, finally got a new car. So, But that's all you see out in California. I mean, Tesla's out there like Honda Civic's out here. No. Yes. Then no, you're way off. Yes. Base. You are way off. I base saw with more that. Teslas than you anything else. You didn't see else. any Teslas except the one we were in. Are you kidding me? I skated past them every day in downtown LA. Speaking of that, the next day, you went skateboarding. Yeah. And you got yourself into a little jam. A little dust up. Yeah. W- what happened? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who has kids out there and they their kids like watching YouTube or Nickelodeon, they might know JoJo Siwa. She's pretty big in the YouTube community right now. She's pretty big on Nickelodeon. 9.5 million subscribers on YouTube. And I saw her, you know, I was walking back from work. and it Sold was, out the Staples Center. Yeah, so we got to go through the Staples, uh, you know, the path to where I was to the hotel is right through the Staples Center. And when I was walking back, I saw all these kids with backpacks on, shirts on, the hair. Bright colored like, skirts, yes, It was like bows. JoJo. I was like, who is this? Yeah. And then I get back into the hotel and you tell me. Um, yeah, so our hotel is right next to the Ritz-Carlton, which is like the rich people hotel. Um, so we, I, I was skating past around, I don't even know what time it was, but 
I was skating past the Ritz-Carlton. I went by there one time, and there was three tour buses pulled up on the side of it. And they were JoJo Siwa's and her people. And I saw her dad say something to her while she was on the bus. So I skate past there. I go skate around Staples Center, just kind of doing loops around the city. And then I come back, and I'm coming back, and I am hauling the mail. And I'm looking to change my song or whatever. And I look up, and there's this man. JoJo Siwa's dad standing right in front of me. So I kind of like jump off my board a little bit. My board goes way over to my right. And her and her dad, or her dad and I, hit each other like that and kind of catch each other both from falling, <laughs> almost in like a weird hug formation. And uh, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Are you okay? I'm really sorry. No, you never apologize. It was his fault. It was his fault. It was his fault. No. and he He'll was, be served with he, papers later. He kind of laughed it off and said he was fine. And then the valet guy who was over at the Ritz-Carlton gave my, my skateboard He should have pulled his wallet out and... Giving you a couple hundred bucks for that. Mister, mister, get me out of here. Put me on door. So, yeah. So I ran it's into good that you two are now dad. buddies. I would hate to run into JoJo Take right, her down. right before her show and injure her. And, and all those little kids come after me because, I mean, she sold out the Staples Center. You would have been stomped on by, trampled on by. And that was her 16th birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, what a day it was for her. So, yeah, that was that was definitely a big highlight of my trip running it. Not many people can say that you know they've ran. That was the highlight. Of, are you kidding me? That was the highlight of it your was trip. One of them. I had a bunch of highlights, and then I had a bunch of lowlights, which just included the trip to Houston, but nothing really LA wise. So. <laughs> and then that night, what did we do? We went to Hollywood. Yeah, we went to Hollywood. Ran into Lil Uzi. Oh, Bird. but didn't we go? We also went before um, the next. The, the didn't we go see those lights when we left Santa Monica? Weren't there lights we went and saw? I don't know. No, 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 no. We did that. We did that when we left Hollywood. Uh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, we did go see la- the LACMA lights. Right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, the LACMA lights were really cool. And, and a lot of people there though. Right. And so these are kind of like you know you you know you light poles and they're just all beside each other and it's just this. You know, if you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of hard to explain. Or look on. Um, Look on my Instagram. I know there's a picture of it on, on uh, my Instagram. Uh, and so then we went to Hollywood, started walking around Hollywood. Ran into Louis Vert. I don't really care if you cry. On the road, you should have never lied. So I saw the way she looked me in my eyes. Right. She's a rapper. I listened to him. Right. But he was just like, it was funny because we were walking to a pizza place in downtown Hollywood and here he comes just walking. He had like three guys with him. I assume that's like this wasn't the guy that tried to sell me a music. No, 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 no. And so Lil Uzi's eating an ice cream can and we pass him and I was like, dang, I think that was Lil Uzi Vert. And Timothy, he doesn't know who he is. I know exactly who it is. No, you didn't. So I was like, I swear that was Lil Uzi Vert. But it was just so weird because he had no entourage really with him other than like three of the guys. No fans were like walking up. I mean, people were just walking and stuff. And then I get on Instagram later, and he posted a picture, and it was, in fact, exactly what he was wearing and stuff. So, Randall Louis went to a pizza place, which was cool because we were, like, right under the Hollywood sign, pretty much. Well, the pizza place... Um, you didn't like it because they didn't have French fries. And I asked the guy to go make me some French fries, and he just high laughed ma- at high me. High maintenance. Jeez, can you go... So. I said, can you go get make me some? And then when he came back, what did I say to him when he was trying to do the bills? I was like, can you let me finish? I don't know. You said something, but... So, we walked around Hollywood. That was pretty cool. A lot of people there. And then we went. Um, then we went to the Hollywood Hills, Griffith Park, which is probably right? I, yeah, Griffith Park, which is probably might be my favorite or second favorite 
part of the whole trip because so that was cool. If it's your second favorite part, what was the favorite part? Scootering around downtown yeah, LA. I think what you thought was going to be your favorite part was not. Which was? What we're about to talk about now. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, I think that was just condition-wise of the weather. Right. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what a view. You know, they say, I think the night view was be- would was better than the day view. Yeah. Except... I don't know. Um, I think they the didn't gold, have the Hollywood sign lit up. Yeah, I think like during golden hour when the sun is setting was like perfect time. Right. But I think night is a close yeah. second. Yeah, um, just a, an amazing view of Los Angeles and, and and on the drive up there, you get to see all the million dollar homes and all that right. stuff. I mean, you get multi million. You get a glimpse homes. of what the rich life. I mean, are the, like. uh, you, you, and uh, where we're recording the studio, if this were sitting in L.A. right now, this would be a multi million dollar home. Probably, yeah. I mean, I mean, two bedroom apartments are right, 1.5 million. So, I mean, it's like these. Sh- that's what we were having a discussion about. It's like, you know, the people that are out there trying to make a living working at fast food, how do they live there? I don't know. I mean, it's. I have no idea. Rent, I mean, the Uber drivers were telling us, like, rent is like $1,700. I meant to ask a Starbucks employee what the minimum wage was there, but I. Never. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they do that. Nobody Uh, wanted to be straight up about how they made their money. No, the Uber driver was like, he kind of dodged the question. Uh, Everybody's a drug dealer. But no, you can't, uh, not anymore because you just go buy it at the store. I mean, everybody smelled like weed. Weed's not really a drug, though. I mean, now is weed really a drug nowadays? It's legal. So what 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 are you accusing Californians of doing? Oh, nothing. I mean, it's cool for them to do that. Didn't you smoke the wacky tobacco? I'm talking about, you're talking about drug dealer. I'm talking about like some heavy stuff, like some crack. Jeez, cocaine. All right, cocaine. Getting way out of control. Yeah, we we landed. We landed. We were in the Uber, and I was like, "All right, where's the cocaine at?" Jeez. Timothy was like, "Jesus." And then um, it was a booger sugar. All right. <laughs> then, uh, let's see. What was the next night? I mean, we were busy every night. Venice yeah. Beach. So this was Monday Connor's night. big moment. I thought Venice was going to be. He was all looking forward to Venice. I told him, I said, you need to take a windbreaker. You need to take something. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Oh, it'll be fine. We got there. Windy as get out. And who took their pullover off and gave it to you so you could be warm? So I wouldn't die. Who, gave, who did that? Who Very did? nice man on the side of the road. <laughs> Pitched in, gave me his me his hoodie. I mean, I this guy was freezing. It wasn't cold. It was just the wind that was. The so wind bad. was really, really bad. I mean, I still have sand in these shoes, right? Like I have sand in these shoes right yeah. now that the I wore. Wind was horrible. Yeah, it was really. And like, I mean, but there the sunset was beautiful. There. Amazing, yeah. Uh, and then we kept walking down to the um, skate park. Where do we eat at? We ate oh, a cheesecake, cheese and then we walked to Venice Beach. Yeah, right. So it was a little bit of a walk. Yeah, uh, I had like this a mile. waiter who was he was like a the waiter of the year he must be like on all these yeah we top waiter lists yeah remember the the little uh gift shop we went in i wish i would have bought like the little hollywood thing from that gift shop the like the five dollar right. little hollywood thing or like a hoodie or something well, that but wasn't me- remember was that that was in hollywood yeah that was in hollywood remember when they had like the oscar things you could buy and it was like <laughs> mom of the year we should have got went back got that guy waiter of the year i think there around. was one that said that yeah because we were like well, yeah. we need to give this to cole left. my brother oh that's right yeah who is now a, a uh a server at Cheddar's. And nobody's ever left him more of a tip than me. No. So No. Nothing. He he did say there was this really rude guy that he almost poured his Jack and Coke and like doused him in the face the other day, but yeah, it's just cold for you. But anyways, this guy was great. He gave me my food or gave us our food. He gave me a little he was like he was like, Hey, take your time now. I was like, he Oh, was, don't you worry, buddy. I mean, he was he was he was pretty happy to be there. He loved his job. I think he'd been smoking something. Awesome. 
and cheesecake was phenomenal. Yep. What do we get again? There's chocolate. This is really rich, but I like it. Was chocolate, chocolate something. Moose tracks. Moose yeah. Yeah, moose like tracks. That. It was really good. I don't know. I think I think that cheesecake that we got at Bubba Gump was the better though. Whatever you got, <laughs> I was agree. really good. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because I got dessert for myself. I turn around, I'm watching a few laps of the race. I look, my dessert is gone. Sorry. Stupid. Yeah, sweet too. Stupid. Yeah. So then, what else did we do? I, yeah, I think you're right. My my best experience, the most fun I had was the next night, our last night. Tuesday, yeah. In L.A. And that was, we got these electric scooters. Scooters So you download these at Lime, they're called Lime. Of course, we downloaded the wrong, the wrong app. Because, <laughs> so outside of our hotel, there were these green scooters. And we uh, downloaded the app to get on those. They're motorized scooters. And we went all over the place. And my phone was dying. And so we went down... Um, you know, a little while, a little ways away, and we got something to eat and came back out, and the scooters that we parked were gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, we were like, where's our ride? So we're like, surely there's some more scooters, because it was like scooters were everywhere, but there were different colored ones, and so there were these red and black ones, and we did not have the app for those, and I wasn't going to try to download the app for those because my phone only had 1%. I kept putting it in airplane mode. Yeah. So then Connor finds his scooter, Leaves Take me off. to walk all the way back pretty much to the Staples Center before I get a scooter. Like Sorry, bud. two miles. Sorry, bud. Did not even offer to give me a ride or switch out. Well, you're, li- you're missing out a part. You said, here, you take this one. There's one right down there. I'll go yeah, and it. I went to that one, and, and it, it said, said out of service. Yeah, and I was like, later, dude. Yeah, later. So, But I did find you that one, though, on the way back, and I crossed the street and grabbed it for you. Thank you. So... It was, all was well. We still got an hour and a half after that. Right, right that. And, we, yeah, we went all up up the other way. And, uh, you know, we were going. It was, I mean, I got a little bit scared at times because we were flying on those things in the streets going like through. Four wide lights. with cars. I, mean, I know. And the bike lanes. And, I mean, yeah. we're not wearing helmets or anything like that. I, I had one moment where I thought I was going to wreck it. See, I was nervous at first. I had to I let was my like, foot off. Yeah, I was nervous. I mean, that at, was, yeah, I wasn't nervous any riding it. It was just, um. I was like, okay, well, I got to get to hang and get this thing. And then by the end of it, I was like jumping it. I was doing bunny hops and stuff. I, I did too. Thank and then I spun, spun out. Remember that last, oh, that yeah. last park at the hotel? Well, you hit the, the brakes and you could slide, and that was really cool. Uh, had some woman run a red light in traffic, yeah, an and I went by her and I hit my fist on her trunk. Yeah, and she rolled, idiot, because she rolled down the window. She was like, oh, baloa, like said something. But if that was, if that had been like a Crenshaw King. We would have had three in our backs, and we would I would, I would have been gone. Would have been I smoked. left you to deal with her. Would have been smoked right then and there. I would have been kept riding. So, anyways, I would have made sure we turned your scooter right off, so I wouldn't be charged for anymore. We did that, so that was really fun because we were just cruising around. I mean, yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's really nice weather that cruising was a around. Lot of fun. Side note, though, good lord, I think it was the first or second night there, or second day there. I was like, hmm, Connor hungry. Connor wants snack. So Connor makes his way from the 11th floor all the way down to the lobby. And from the lobby all the way to the snack shack. Where Connor proceeds to get him some Takis and a bag of popcorn. What is Takis? It's like those little hot things no. or whatever. Pretty much like hot fries. A bag of popcorn. Did you have to pop it? No. It was the... It was the uh, um, oh, it was just popcorn. Yeah. Just the bag ones. And um, so I go and I buy it. Whatever. Didn't tell me the price. Whatever. I was like, they were like, you would you write your receipt? Yeah. Give me my receipt. Fifteen dollars. So Jesus, I'm not buying anything from down here again. Then I proceed to make my way down there every day. Yeah, I guess you're gonna have to 
I don't know, cut some grass or something to pay for that. Yeah, I'm going to cut some grass. Well, I'm, good thing I'm power washing your house. It's coming up weekends, and that, uh, that all paying off. So, uh, right. right. So that, that'll take care of my expenses for uh, the snack bar at the, at the trip. But I did go to Starbucks one day. But I do have my thoughts. And I was like, I was looking at the salads. So I'm like, mm, Connor hungry. Connor need food. And this like, this like four foot two Starbucks employee comes up to me. She's like, do you know what you like? And I was like, no, not really. I've never really got a salad from here. And I didn't know like, they had salads. Me neither. And she was like, well, this one's good. This one's good. I don't really like the whatever in this one. I was like, what would you recommend? And she was like, I actually don't really eat salads. She was like, I eat sandwiches more. I was like, mm, well, I want a salad. So I ended up getting a salad, but she was really helpful because she picked out a delicious salad for Didn't me. seem like she was helpful at all. Stupid. Well, she was like, if I were you, I'd go with this one. And Come that here. salad was really good. So uh, so then the trip ended. Uh, the next day we had to leave Jeez. really early. 5 a.m. And uh, everything's, you know, got to the hotel. Actually, 4 a.m. Remember, remember that time, 4 a.m. <laughs> got to the Uber and got got to the airport. Everything's smooth, right? I mean, we got on the plane. Everything was great. A huge plane, by the way. Massive, yeah. Connor, actually, I'm typically the one that gets scared of flying. Well, it was my first time middle seat. And too. you, I don't know if I, I feel like I did sleep a lot during the flight back I didn't to sleep Houston because we go back to Houston and then you were really, I don't know, shaken by the landing. Yeah, it was usually landings. I like landing more than I do taking off. I think taking off is just, like, really trippy for me. And I'm like, man, I hope this thing lifts up. Well, Even they say that if a plane is going to crash. It's going to crash while it's trying to take off, right? Or while it's landing. Yeah. It's but I think landing, landing has always been smoother for me. Because once they get up there, it's autopilot. The pilots don't even yeah, do anything. Yeah, just flip it on auto. And so usually landing is really smooth for me. I think it's really cool to watch, like, out the window and we just come down and then we just we hit and then just hit the brakes. But this guy, God, man, I don't know if he was, like, a newer pilot or whatever, but. While we were descending, it felt like we were on basketballs. Like I didn't feel just any like of that. See, I'm not... hard dropping, and the the poor old woman beside me kept grabbing my arm. She was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Kept grabbing my arm. I'm like, "Damn, quit grabbing my arm!" <laughs> so we felt like we were, felt like we were bouncing on basketballs, and I don't know if that's because the plane was like really big and they're harder to land. But so then I didn't like that. But we got then, in and Houston. And then for Connor ours. got into this funk. I was tired. Ruined my whole day traveling. I was tired. He didn't want to. We had plans to go to the NASCAR Hall of Fame the next day and all that. He ruined all that. Um, Sorry. And then you got into this bad mood. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. Tired. You were like, what's wrong with you? And I'm pretty sure it went like, I'm just effing tired. I want to go effing home, be with my effing family, my own effing bed. Well, (laughs) I wanted to go to downtown Houston. (laughs) Yeah. You want to go to downtown freaking Houston. Outback. Of course, out of all places. You didn't eat. eat. He laid in the floor and slept. I laid in the booth. (laughs) Then we, uh, what did we do? We walked from there to To Sam's, where I met. I wanted to sit in a chair, a leather recliner for the the duration of our layover. Yeah. (laughs) That did not go very well. No, I'm not going to call anybody out for the safety of somebody's father or brother, whoever that was. But we had a very, very bad experience. And I said, Timothy, let's go. Let's get out of here freaked out so let's get out of here we had i think we had a stalker at sam's i I said we got to get out of here so we we got an uber back to the airport where we were like for what three four hours three hours i think once we got to tsa that was okay no that was bad comfortable seats yeah i just watched and uh, i had a i had a screen where i could order stuff where you proceeded to order well beers (laughs) not true so (laughs) absolutely not true you indulged in but I think our flight back to Charlotte was 
the most smoothest one. And it was because of the funny flight attendant. Do you remember that, that girl lady, on there yeah. who was really yeah. funny? And we had two uh, Liberty students sitting in front of us, too. So it kind of felt homey for some reason. And I like I really like flying at night, too. I'm really big on flying at night. Yeah, because you fly above the stars. Shut up. Condescending. Nasty. Tricking me into flying above the stars. BS. Human being. We haven't told this story. but No, and we're not going to because it's ridiculous. But anyways, I like flying at night, so we land in Charlotte. And he's promising he's going to drive the whole way home. Yeah, I'm ready to get home. Well, we're three hours at that point. This is the 24 hours of get the hell home. And he promises me he's driving the whole way home. Yeah, this is the 24 hours of get the hell home, get the hell home 500. I'm like, dude, let's just go home. So we get off. We get in the car. I'm tired. I got a headache. I'm like, whatever. We're driving. So I drive about two hours. No, you did not drive that long. Yeah, I did, because I drove from no. Charlotte all the way up through Winston-Salem. That's two hours. You did not hours. drive from Martinsville, and it's at least an hour. It's an hour from Martinsville to here, and you did not drive I drove through Winston-Salem, though, and from then, from Charlotte to Winston-Salem is about two hours. And then I took over and yeah. proceeded to follow a drunk lady all the way. I mean, the woman was driving in the middle of the road. Yeah. Passed two cops, and, you know, they don't I do fl- We passed two cops. I was blinking my lights to try to get their attention. They didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to mention, though, when we took off from L.A., you would not believe the, the amount of trash in the Pacific Ocean that you can see. Yeah, our Uber driver joked. He said there was no no such thing as clouds in L.A. It's just smog. I and mean, I believe the it. whole <laughs> ocean is full of trash. Yeah, it's it was, just uh, sad. It's it really was, sad. Yeah, it was really sad. Important. The poor sea life out there, poor turtles and everything who get the they damn... They swim over to the Atlantic. If it was that easy, I'm sure they would. They get caught in those nets and stuff. Yeah, and, sad. And, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm sure a lot of those shots you see on TV and the internet and stuff are straight from the Pacific right next to LAX. <laughs> so, so that was... That was LA in a nutshell. Yeah, that was very long, but... Uh, and, oh, and I told you to remember 4 a.m. because we got back at 4 a.m., so literally, we're not going to get back at 4 a.m. We'll get back by 2 a.m. Literally 20. Well, with me driving, we're on pace to get back at 2 a.m. But then Timothy took over. And we, well, I'm sorry. I had to drive behind a drunk lady the whole way, so I was just had to slow down a little bit. You still sort of just sent it. I decided Rubbin's racing. Got it home. I hope she made it home all right. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know where she so was. So, yeah, going. we got home, and, uh, yeah, the rest is history. So. Uh, all right, so that's that's the L.A. trip. NASCAR Nuggets to talk about. Before we dive into the Coca-Cola 600, and, and I also want to mention, you know, follow us on Twitter for the lead. Follow us on Instagram for the lead. For the lead at gmail.com. Email us. Shop and our please merch. please subscribe to us on YouTube. Right. This episode not going to be on YouTube. Yeah. Um, maybe a part of it will be. Um, Perhaps. But it's not going to be. The whole, is, the whole s- episode is not going to be on YouTube thanks to Carla. Yeah. Um, whatever. But I w- want to go out and say, if you like our content and if you'd like to see a little bit more behind the scenes content we have uh you may have something coming up in the future in terms of youtube where you can see behind the scenes content slash us what we do when we go to races so just remember that more details coming on that soon and i uh, also want to thank uh somebody coming oh yes yeah, yes so we need that. to before we move on to nascar nuggets man Big shout out to Power Max. Power Max Technologies reached out to us when we were in LA. They're based in LA, and uh, reached out about you know sponsoring the show and us giving them a shout out. And you know as a result of that, they have decided to send us some refurbished computers. <laughs> I, I really yeah. So <laughs> Timothy got and Connor I, told me this, and I I didn't believe it until it actually happened. Yeah. So Timothy, I got a. What'd you get? I got an app. Uh, 
You got an iPad, didn't you? An iPad and a Mac desktop. Yeah, and I got a MacBook Air. So shout out to Power Macs for sending us those gifts. You guys are really good. Uh, so can't wait to guys. What were you doing while I was at work? I mean, you, I was I was lobbying for the pod. clearly. I was lobbying us to get doing some, some more wheeling and dealing. They could have sent us some brand new ones. They could have. They could have. But uh, but you know, to start out as a as a little welcome gift, they welcome. they were not they were nice enough to send us some Apple products. So shout out to Power Boom. Macs. Boom! Can't wait to got, have you guys on as a sponsor. Uh, you know, for the coming podcast and for the future. So shout out to you guys. All right. So some NASCAR nuggets to talk about. Um, Kyle Larson was kind of in the rumor mill while we were away. Yeah. The rumor is by TJ Majors, spotter of the twenty-two, who seems to be right about a lot of things. He's gonna could go to the Wood Brothers twenty-one car as an alliance to Penske. Penske. Yeah. Thoughts? I never. I, I would not have before thought I could of really, that. Before I could really gain thoughts on that. It, Got shot down by Wood Brothers. Oh, did it really? Yeah, they you tweeted. Didn't tell me that. Well, they tweeted, and because I tried to go back last night and look at more of the rumors, they actually tweeted a screenshot of that rumor and said, uh, "Full story. See full story down below." And they said, "No." <laughs> so right, it doesn't, well, there, there it doesn't really look like it's true. Right, he's going to Hendrick then. So, but uh, yeah, I I saw it and I was like, man, I think this would be awesome if Kyle Larson went to the Wood Brothers. I I, I think he would. Look good in the wood. He'd brothers. fit the mold yeah, well. He would better uh, than Paul Menard, but not better than Blaney. Yeah, but then there would go Menard, sponsor for Blaney. Right, exactly. You once you get rid of Paul Menard, you get rid of his dad's money too. Larson so. also said he wanted to run the Indy 500. Yeah, which I saw something today right, tell, where to a lot of drivers, a lot of drivers were like they should run the Indy 500 on Saturday and the Coke 600 on Sunday to give drivers vice versa, so they can run the 500 on Saturday and then run the 600. So and then NASCAR Denny, trying to take over IndyCar now. Denny Hamlin also said that he would I like to see he would like to see Indy and NASCAR run on the same weekend at the same track. And he'd also like to see the Coke 600 be the Coke 300. Yeah, he said he'd like it shorter, which pretty much every driver went against. But you know, Denny Hamlin's you know he says a lot. Of As stuff. we get closer to Darlington, we're gonna get in front of the green screen and we're gonna pop up. Yes. All these paint schemes, yes. and we're gonna talk about which ones are our favorite. I can't wait to see Kyle's. When are we going to see Kyle's? Probably July. What does he normally do a scheme? What does he normally do? He hasn't. He last year past? was the first time he's he's done one. It? The Skittles are in Irvin. That's right. That's right. He hasn't done one previous to that. So I'm. Well, you know, he, could, he could do a Bobby Labonte one in the 18. Uh, old school interstate. No, he he, he did that in 2015. He no, that's kind of like the Jarrett interstate batteries. The one uh, that had the. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lightning bolts or whatever. No, he hasn't drive that one. Or he hasn't done that one yet. But I w- it's probably going to be something like that or Skittles related. Maybe M and M's related because it's early '90s. Uh, Newman came out with his Darlington scheme. Wiener, the Wiener, Wiener car, uh, honoring Mark Martin. I actually like it. I like the paint scheme. Yeah, and they even sponsors whack. Yeah, <laughs> but I like uh, the paint scheme. Yeah, the paint yeah. scheme's pretty cool. That's going to be great to see. Um, and then the other big thing that happened while we were away, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah. Boom. So the names that go in, Tony Stewart. Joe Gibbs. Bobby Labonte. I don't know after that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Let me look at, let me look at my notes here. <laughs> you can do here. it. We got Buddy Baker and Waddell Wilson. Waddell Wilson. Buddy Baker, uh, you know, uh, Buddy Baker, a great driver. I remember him from the days of calling races on TNN and, and TBS and, and that type of thing. He was calling the Winston uh, one hot night when um, – 
Allison wrecked. Oh wow! So he he was a great uh, great announcer. Yeah. Um, Waddell Wilson. I don't have a lot of memories of him other than the 1991 race at Sears Point when they took the win away from only time they've ever taken a win away from a driver. Took it away from Ricky Rudd. Gave it to Davey Allison because Ricky Rudd spun Allison on the last lap. Wow. And as Ricky Rudd was coming to get the checkered flag, he got the black flag. Allison got the checkered flag. Waddell Wilson was his crew chief at the time, Hendrick Motorsports. And Waddell was going crazy, but Waddell's done a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, what do you think about Tony Stewart going in the Hall of Fame? I was a little bit surprised. I thought it was a little bit early. I think he would eventually be in the Hall of Fame, but I, I didn't know he was going to be first ballot right when he was eligible to get in. Championship driver win. three times over. Yeah. Which, speaking of Darlington schemes, owner. we saw his Darlington schemes that right. he's going to have. I like those. Teams. Yeah. But he's got four teams. What? I don't know. I think Harvick's doing a Bush. Oh. He's doing a Bush throwback. But if you haven't seen the Stuart Haas, the 10, the 41, and the um, 14 schemes, and go over to their Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter page and look at their – Throwback Tony Stewart schemes from his all his championship uh, winning cars. It's pretty cool. I think that Bobby Labonte now and Tony Stewart now are the last remaining champion drivers of my era to that be in? are not in the Hall of Fame that are going in the Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. I don't know that there's any other championship drivers that are not in the Hall of Fame hmm. right now from when I, from my era. Um, so Bobby Labonte's going in, won the championship in 2000. Uh, had great success with Joe Gibbs. I think it's cr- it's kind of crazy. They're going to have one heck of a party at Joe Gibbs with Stewart, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Labonte, and Joe Gibbs going in. Who, who's going to induct Gibbs in? Oh, I, you know, could be his family for sure. Um, I'm sure it'll be emotional for him too with the passing yeah. of his son this year, JD. Yeah. Um, could be Dale Jarrett. Could be Jarrett. Jarrett was uh, Gibbs' first driver. Won the Daytona yeah. 500 for him in 1993. Um, so that's pr- very cool to see. He's in the, uh, obviously the, uh, NFL hall of fame and now he's in the NASCAR hall of fame. Some, uh, I guess one of the, a couple names they left out that I want to see in the hall of fame eventually Neil Bonnet. I think he should be in the hall of fame. Um, Ricky Rudd's another name that, uh, is not in the hall of fame, but, uh, I think he deserves to be in the hall of fame. Yeah. And I'll say it before and I'll say it again until the hall of fame puts Tim Richmond in, you will not right. see me. At Why a is Richmond not? On ridiculous. the ballot. I think Richmond should this be This is on ridiculous. The I mean, I mean we're giving Hall of Fame inductions to Waddell Wilson, no disrespect. But exactly. Come on. Like, was he behind the wheel? Nope. Put someone in who was Harry behind the Hyde wheel. should also be in. Exactly. Um, Tim Richmond was... went one-on-one with AIDS and almost beat it. I don't know who plays that. one-on-one with AIDS and almost beats it, unless you're Magic Johnson? That guy at Sam's. Um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. All righty, well... What a show. Uh, we've got more coming up because we're going to interview Andrew Fuller. He is a photographer. He's a young kid, uh, just a teenager, but he uh, you know, goes to races, uh, does some great photography, and uh, he's going to join us to recap the Coca-Cola 600, which he was at. And then we'll do our picks for um, Pocono. Pocono coming up. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the points update from Charlotte. Connor still has the lead. Shocker. And uh, then we'll, you know, we'll – We'll wrap this thing we'll wrap up. Wrap it up and get on Donkey with it. Donkey of the day. Yeah, man. All right. We'll be right back. Crash. Travel. Want a chance to join Timothy Martin and Connor Bonner on an upcoming episode? Shop for the lead and merch now. Email us your order confirmation and we'll have you on the show. And welcome back to For the Lead. I'm Timothy Martin along with Connor Bunn, and we're now ready to dive into the Coca-Cola 600. And and to do that, we've got somebody on the phone with us, Andrew Fuller, who was at the race. He's also like a photographer, does NASCAR and short tracks and stuff. Andrew, thanks for being with us. No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. So talk about what you do a little bit. Um, obviously, you're a photographer. What 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 tracks, what all uh, of the, the races do you take photos of? Um, so 
do photography at uh, NASA. I did uh, the Martinsville race uh, this March, and then I did Richmond when they came in April, and then I just got done with the Coke 600 down at Charlotte, and I did that for the media outlet. But I um, do some stuff at local stores just for the fun of it and just try and help a few buddies out with turtles of their race cars and stuff at tracks like South by Speedway, which is right down the street, Dominion Speedway, which is an hour from me, uh, Langley Speedway, which is an hour and a half. And you actually spotted us at South Boston, didn't you? I did. I saw you at South Boston, and it was awesome to get to meet y'all and, and to talk to y'all a little bit. So the, the photos that you shoot for yeah, during NASCAR races, what 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 do you do with those photos? Uh, do, do people pay you for those photos? Um, no. So what I do with them is I'll send them to the media company that um had me at the race, and I'll send some photos to them, and they'll post them on their uh, website or use them for different articles or send them to teams to have like requests for interviews at the next race that different people go to oh and that's right connor we heard him didn't uh, didn't we hear you interview uh what, what, who was it oh yeah you asked kyle a question in the media center uh this past what was it thursday you uh i was watching on youtube i was falling asleep to kyle's media availability and uh i was listening and uh i heard andrew fuller and then you got to ask him a question is that regular for you to be able to go in the media center and talk to the drivers like that um, so, it is, and I didn't find that out until I went to Richmond. I, I was told we could go in the media center and we can ask, like, any questions we wanted to. So, I gave it a shot this weekend, and I asked Kyle Bush, I said, Kyle, I just want to know what it's like to compete in all three cities in one weekend, and how do you and take stuff from a truck to an Xfinity and how does it prepare you for the weekend? It was a good question and he followed it up with a, a pretty good answer I think he gave you. Yeah, it was pretty good because um, I've, I've always been curious to know like how he prepares to do triple duty and um, like how does he stay focused and like what's the mentality going into like the truck one night and then hop in from a truck practice into an Xfinity practice, and, like, can you compare anything? Well, I'm a little disappointed you didn't ask him if he was a fan of Fudd Lead. I totally forgot, but next time I see him, <laughs> I will. <laughs> see, the ultimate goal, we have yet to meet Kyle yet, so we've... Yeah, we've met we've met my drivers. Yeah, we've, we've pretty much had access to, well, really any driver we've, we've wanted to, uh, but we have yet to meet Kyle and talk to him and get him get him to take a picture with us yet so that's definitely on the on the book for us to do at the next race we're at so if, if there's any way you you can you know kind of put our foot in the door a little bit and kind of give us a connection to kyle we would uh we would you know surely appreciate that <laughs> no problem hey i thought y'all did Haley Deegan. i mean that's pretty cool yeah that was cool I got. I secured that interview, by the way. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're we're gonna dive into the Coke 600 now, um, and if you know, you can stick around and, and and talk with us through that because you were there. First of all, you know, what what'd you think of the race? Dude, I thought the race was outstanding. I mean, 
the entire time they were three, four wide, and it, it was cool to see how people you would use the high line and then go to the middle and then go to the low. And it seemed like the high line would work for some people, but then they would end up in the wall. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and just to start off, let's look at the results. Martin Truex Jr. obviously getting the win. He was one of the ones that went into the wall, thought his day was done. Somehow he manages to win the thing. Joey Logano second, Kyle Busch third, Chase Elliott another top five. What's that, five in a row, did you say? Four in Something a row? like Four that. Four in a row. Four. For Chase is, is, is on a roll. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. sixth, Chris Buescher with a phenomenal run in uh, the top ten, Alex Bowman another top ten, not a second, then Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports puts all four cars in the top ten. Kevin Harvick rounds out the top ten. But you mentioned the cars sitting the wall. Um, what was that like sitting in the stands? I mean, did where you, did you sit? Yeah, where where'd you sit? So I actually wasn't in the stands. So for the first part of the race, I like maybe for the ten laps, I was inside the track for the start, and then I worked my way to the outside and was actually on the outside of like turn one doing some photos. So I was actually right next to, like, some calls, like, hitting the fence. And it was actually pretty crazy to experience that. Did you sense that there was a problem with the tires, like they made it out on TV with the Toyotas early on? Did you realize that was happening? I did notice Eric Jones in the wall quite early. And then I've noticed there's a few drivers. And actually, Truex hit the wall in 10 and when he came by me, I could see something wrong with the tire. But it seemed like through the entire weekend, even in Xfinity and Cup, the tires were the most problems for people. Yeah. Um, well, it definitely looked like it was a setup issue with the Toyotas. It looked like they were running something in the, in the camber of the car that was causing the issue i don't know if they were taking too much air pressure out of the tires which was causing them to just go flat which has you know been a typical issue with the toyotas more so more so gibbs but um were you uh were you around turn one and two and truex uh spun bailey curry he hit pretty hard i was actually on the uh in the middle of the track i did not see that you gotcha uh, Connor wrote the script for this show, and, and, and Connor's got on here, sketchy win for Martin Truex. What do, what do you mean by that? Uh, I think it was just sketchy because there was only a handful of laps to go in that stage that he won. He was three seconds behind Kyle Busch, spun Bailey Curry, was first off pit road and ended up winning the stage. And then before the final restart, Clayton, his spotter, goes up and asks the 38 yeah, if he's going to drop to the drop, rear. You drop into the back. Are you, I mean, are you kidding me? Like, that should are be you, a penalty itself. Are you Daryl Waltrip right now? Are you kidding me? I mean, why would you ask somebody that who's on the lead lab? He clearly stayed out for a reason. So I think the win is just kind of sketchy. And then when they asked him about uh, spinning Bailey Curry, he kind of deflected that and said, yeah, well, did you see the two spin out at the end of the race? That was kind of weird, wasn't it? I, I did see a story there where he said he felt bad for spinning him. Yeah, he did. But he does have a point with the two because, I mean, look back at Homestead. He was ahead of Logano. Logano was second. And then the two just magically spins out Did with the, the hand. Did the two spin out again? Yeah, it's the two who is who brought up the last caution. Oh. Okay. So the two spun out, and then that's what allowed Logano to get the restart, pass him for the win in the championship. So I think you know it was just kind of kind of weird how that all lined out. So I just kind of wanted your take on that. Andrew, what do you think? Was it a sketchy win? I don't think it was sketchy, but I 
did notice today when I was going through videos and stuff, apparently Truex made it full wide going down the back stretch, and he had the low line, and he had three other cars beside him. And so it looked kind of sketchy because they were all right there together, and he just kind of shoots to the bottom and, and leaves them. Yeah, unfortunately, when... You know, Kyle made the mistake of just diving in between the 6 and the 38 when he should have just pushed the 38 to the backstretch because when you get three cars together coming off turn 2 or turn 4 like that and they're three wide, they all just stall out because they're, they're all sharing the same air and they all just stall out. So it seems like the person who's right behind them is able to drive around them. So. What I don't understand is, I mean, I've seen cars hit the wall before and, and you know, they get a little bit of damage. I mean, Truex is right front. I mean, that fender around the tire it. was really crinkled in i mean that pancake seems like that car should have been taken to the garage i mean it was, it'll only look like a step down from what eric jones car is looked. it because is it the soft walls or is it the car maybe a little bit of both uh the right rear looks pretty bad from what i could tell yeah i thought he was done even truex thought he was done and i've gone on record to say i don't like this package because i think it takes the skill out of the hands of the driver and just solely relies on runs and just kind of like kind of like chance stuff in my opinion so i'm not a fan of this package. well i thought truex uh he made one dirty move remember when he slammed door slammed chase remember that i thought he was going to cut chase's tire down yeah i don't know I think <laughs> hard race. I mean, he was hard racing, so and that was towards the end of the race. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a. I'm just not a fan of this package. Oh, we know, we know. This is like a beat, beating a dead horse. There's something you can do to create better racing, and I don't know. Are it, you telling me four wide for the leads not better racing at Charlotte? I mean, that's good racing, but we can. I think we can achieve that with a different package. We, I mean, we've seen that before. I don't know how you feel about it, Andrew, but I just don't really like this package. I think it just. Takes the skill out of the hands of the driver, and that's why we see guys like William Byron running up front and stuff because it relies on runs and air and and all that stuff. Just a bunch of stuff that we like to see at Talladega and Daytona twice a year. But for me, I don't like to see that. You know, thir- all thirty-six weeks. What do you think about that? I do too, because honestly, I'm not big on this package because it looks like when one car is around another car, the one car on the outside would get. Two. And it just seemed like when they're super close together, they would all bunch up and someone would either hit the wall or just lose momentum. And I'm kind of curious to see what happened with Kyle Busch and Stenhouse trying to start finish line because Kyle either sent Stenhouse on purpose or Stenhouse, like, checked up in front of Kyle and they made contact with that. Well, from what I've seen and what i read, Stenhouse got loose. Kyle was getting a run on the outside. Stenhouse got loose. Kyle lifted, but Kyle also got loose from lifting. And as he was lifting, he got into the back of Stenhouse. So he didn't just keep his foot in it and and turn him on purpose. And uh, they actually talked after the race about it. But I don't know why Stenhouse was so mad about it. I mean, was he mad? Yeah, he was. He was mad. He said he hopes he gets the thing right to get back to the eighteen. Oh, and, and he did. And, and the 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 you know he tried to. Yeah, he he tried to take a swing at Kyle and miss because Kyle Spotter was just like, all right, just stall him. And Kyle just ran right in front of him and stalled him out. And that's literally what we see with this package, is when cars are one and two or just you know in front and behind each other like normal, 
you can get up right behind somebody, but you stall out so bad. It seems like you lose like three or four car links right when you get up to somebody. And that's why I don't like this package at all because it creates like racing. But in terms of like going for like the lead, it's like virtually impossible to do. I mean, you could have you could have a car that's four tenths better than the leader. But if you get stuck in dirty air, you're done. And I just I don't like that because I think it just takes everything out of the hands of the driver and just solely relies on, you know, what we have on these cars, which is the splitter and the air ducts and, and the, you know, whatever they're doing. So I'm, I'm just not a fan of Andrew. Who, who's your favorite driver? My favorite's William Byron. But after this weekend, I think the biggest surprise to me was Corey LaJoy finishing 12th. Yeah, that was a – I didn't realize he finished 12th until he tweeted you know, that and, after and, the race. And, you, you know, the difference – and I, I think you're right. And, you know, sometimes you see a Coca-Cola 600 or a fuel mileage race where people are running out of gas and the top 10 is – top 15 is all different. Or you see a restrictor plate race where somebody yeah. like that gets in the top 10 or top 15 because everybody's wrecked. But this isn't wasn't a race where – half the top cars were taken out or anything. I mean, yeah. so clearly they did they did something I mean, right. David, Huge da- finish for them. David Reagan was on the top 10 all day, had a shot to win it at the end, shot to win it, quote-unquote, at the end. He, but uh, Then he went back to 15th. Yeah, So because um, he stayed out. But uh, you know William Byron hates me? Yeah. Uh, why do you like William Byron? I like him because he, he, he came from iRacing, and I think iRacing is so cool because you can take some of that and apply it to racing, and he's also, he's really young, and he still has a lot to learn. And he, he's, he drives a 24. And I, I used to be a big Jeff Gordon fan. So it just kind of went from Gordon to being Byron. Wait a minute now. And, wait a minute. Where's Chase Elliott in all this? Because he drove the 24 car. I was a big fan of Elliott last year. But then when Byron came, I was like, that's pretty cool. And then my sister ended up going to the college that he goes to, Liberty University. And the times I've talked to Byron, he's just been really cool, and he's outgoing, and he, and he just likes his fans. So well, it's pretty cool. I'm glad he's nice to you because William Byron will not give me the time of day. Uh um, do you think that Byron has lived up to his potential? What do you, I mean, I, I, we've Connor and I have had this debate on the podcast, and I don't, I don't think that he has. And I think that there's a driver at Hendrick Motorsports that's on the hot seat as Hendrick tries to lure somebody else in. And I see, I think it's somebody like a Byron or a Bowman. What do you think? Honestly, I have to go with that because Bowman, he's actually been really strong the past few weeks. And and Byron, he got the pull for the Coke 600. So that's pretty cool to have a pull for the Daytona 500, and then to have it for the Coke 600. But I still think he has more to gain and, and to get his name out there more. So I think once he starts getting better finishes and, and maybe a win or two, then, then he'll start to live up to it. But Bowman has done really good, and Chase has done good. I think just Jimmy Johnson needs to, needs to start finishing better. They're doing a little more to get up there. So if there's a driver on the hot seat right now at Hendrick, who is it? It's got to be Alex Bowman. I think you're just saying that because you're a William Byron fan. No, <laughs> I I agree with him because I think 
I think Timothy is super impatient when it comes to this type of stuff. I mean, we see it time. Me impatient. We see it time and time again. You don't come in in modern day NASCAR and start winning. I mean, look at Joey Logano. So I mean, Timothy sees it and he sees guys, you know, struggling, trying to learn how to drive and you know just learn what it takes to be a, a Cup Series driver, which you know is totally different from Xfinity and truck. And Timothy sees them, sees him struggling. He's like, oh, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. Put Larson in the 24. Put Larson in the 88. So Timothy gets super impatient. But, I mean, out of all the young drivers that came in last year and have come in the last two years, so you take this year and last year, I think William Byron has the most upside. Okay. Uh, fine. Fine. But if we're sitting here this time next year, Byron still does not have a win. Still hasn't made the chase. Chase Are didn't still, win for three years. I'm not Right. This time next year, if Byron does not have a win, if Byron has not made a chase yet, is he still give him more time, give him more time, give him more time? you got to figure out what works with him. You can't pair him with one guy or another guy and just say, okay, like, if he, does, if he does, doesn't win with them, then he's done. I mean, well, you, I feel the same way about Bowman, too. It's an experiment. Byron. But you think Bowman's on the hot seat. Kyle. Yeah, more than anybody. Yeah, Bowman. Because, I mean, look who has more, more upside to him. Would you agree, Andrew? I do, because Bowman, he's had a second-place finish three times this year, and he's came so close. He almost won at Kansas if he could just held off and had a better restart. I think he could have won that race. But he's done a phenomenal phenomenal job in Talladega and Dover. I mean, Okay, Andrew, had- Andrew, let me stop you. You're talk. You're you're giving Alex Bowman a lot of props, and he's done a phenom- phenomenal job the last month, which he has. So, what makes him be on the hot seat to go to be let go from Hendrick Motorsports versus Byron? Oh, okay. I thought you meant like who's done really good. Honestly, the hot seat. I would have to say Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy's got to fire that seven-time champion. Not fire. I mean, you you let him go on his fire own terms, him. but, I mean. You... Let him go. Get someone else in the seat. I think this is his last season. I don't know. I think next year's his last season. I don't think it's this year. He's got to do Seven-time champion is not going to go out without a year-long celebration, and that's going to be next year, 2020. But, see, I think that Hendrick, they need to, I think Larson, Christopher Bell, one of these drivers, I think Jeff Gordon, who's going to be running the show over there before too much longer, is going to have he's going to have to put his foot down and 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 make some moves. Yeah, I. There's definitely going to be changes when Gordon gets there, but I don't know if anybody's on the hot seat for me. I mean, if I'm Hendrick Motorsports, I'm letting Jimmy walk on his own terms, whether it be this year or next year. But I mean, I'm looking at Bowman. Is if if I had to let somebody go, like I'm looking over at Bowman. So, anyways, but if we're rating the race this week out of ten, we do this weekly on the podcast. So if you had to rate this race out of ten, ten being excellent, what would you rate this race from a fan's perspective being there? Honestly, I would give it maybe an eight because it was good. I think it could have been a little bit better and. I got to be an eight because just the racing was good, and there was a lot of fans and a lot of people in the infield that were camping out seemed to have a blast. 
Um, speaking of that, how were the stands? Was was the race more packed than maybe in the past? I definitely think so because the stands were packed and the infield was packed as all get out. You can't even find a space in the infield. And ratings, uh, ratings I saw for the race were up too from from last year. So, yeah. all right, Andrew's giving it an eight. Connor, what are you giving the race? I think a eight, two. I think eight is a pretty fair assessment. I'll give it a. I'll give it a uh, seven and a half. All right. I mean, I think those are. I think th- those are good numbers. I, I eight. I mean, I thought I did not find myself bored watching the race. No, I didn't find myself bored, but I didn't find myself like overly like. This wasn't like a Pocono, which is coming up, where you know they get to they all which get could be interesting. This and week. and it's like. I mean, I thought there was good action going. I mean, I think the one thing this new package has done is made the restarts crazy. And I don't know how we have not had more wrecks on restarts this season with the way that they've gone. I mean, we're just we haven't though. But look who look who's the restart king in the sport, Kyle Busch. He's had horrible restarts this year. You know why? Because the skill is taken out of the hands don't of the like driver. This package. Well, if your driver was as good as Kyle Busch and won as often as Kyle Busch and was as skillful as Kyle Busch and the skill was taken right out of him and placed right into the car and then stupid arrow ducks. Stupid. Would you, how would you feel? Stupid. No, I'd be pissed too. Exactly. So okay. Statement. Jeez. Argument over. But look at the – got to look uh, look beyond the driver. What's what's great for the sport as a whole? I'm not saying it's this necessarily, necessarily this package. Well, hell, what, the, but I'm saying the trend we're on pa- now, we're putting robots in the car in 2030, and the cars I'm are just going to drive themselves. I am still a fan of every car being equal. This, you, why don't you should support this? Every car equal like the IROC series, and it is up to the driver. It's up to them. Every car is equal, and it's all about driver talent. That's what I'd like to see. All right, Andrew, um, listen, thanks for calling in, buddy. No problem. Thanks for having me on. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're going to try to get down to South Boston again soon. Um, hopefully we'll see you down there or see you maybe at Martinsville or somewhere. Definitely. All right. Well, you take care. All right. Y'all too. All right. Bye. All right. Andrew Fuller with his thoughts on the race. Great assessment. He got a little confused. I mean, he was talking. Yeah, was a, well, <laughs> we, we probably should have. We probably should have been more blunt with uh, who was – you know, he was who like, needed he to was go. like, Bowman's on the hot seat, and then, then he well, was talking about how great yeah. Bowman was. Well, wouldn't he? You like, know, what? hot seat. You know, whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah so, it was great having him on though. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Another good guest on the podcast. And it was, um, it was cool because he, as we said, he came up to us and spotted us. He was like walking right towards us yeah. in South Boston. We were like, who is this? Yeah. And he was like, you're the podcast people. And he said, don't you guys have a podcast? Uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. What's your name? <laughs> All right. Well, let's look at the points for. This race, in terms of Connor and I's challenge, it was 103 coming in. Uh, Connor picked his typical Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch. I picked Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick and Will uh, Alex Bowman, right? Yep. And uh, you gained five, uh, four points on me. That's it. I'll take it, though. I don't gain any points on you. I'll take that. Well, the lead now is 107. I still think that is a manageable gap. You think that's manageable? I do. All right. So, well, uh, let's hear who you're taking this week. We're not we're not ready for that yet. We might as well ride, roll right into Fine. that. Fine. Who you want? Um I'm going to go Ryan Blaney. Okay. 
I'm going Blaney. Right. If friggin' Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski don't screw him, they're the yeah, most horrible Blaney, teammates Blaney, I've ever seen to, to Ryan was, Blaney. I feel bad. They, like, pick on him. Blaney on Radioactive was like, shit, might as well just wreck us both talking about the I mean, 22. I am so sick of them teaming up against Ryan big, Blaney. Big brother, little brother. Thing. I mean, it's it's BS. Yeah. You know if anybody would race Logano like that, then Logano would be like, that's freaking oh, and Logano, Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Bowman gave Logano the bird. And Logano was bent about it because Logano is the one who caused that big, big crash with Larson because he, he uh, clipped the eighty-eight and it, everybody had to check up. You know so. they talk about Kyle Busch becoming a demon or whatever when the helmet goes on, but I think Joey Logano is even worse. Kyle Busch when the helmet goes on, I think Kyle Busch is like. I'm going back to the Ron Hornaday into the wall. Maybe they should park him for this race and the rest of the season. Ago. I think, I think Joey Logano is a prick once he gets that helmet on. I don't like him at all. I think Kyle is the best way to describe him with the helmet on versus Logano is I would describe Kyle as like he has the most, in the best way, competitive arrogance. Yeah, you're in right. In the best way. And Logano, I think the best thing to, you know, well, he's a bitch. So. You know, if there's any driver that screams and talks to themselves the whole race, I guarantee you it's Kyle Busch. Probably. I guarantee you he is he is in there screaming and you know doing the here kitty 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 all that Probably. stuff. All right, I'm picking Blaney. Blaney. You know, Chase keeps getting top fives. I gotta go with Chase. I don't I don't blame you with that. So I mean Chase is I, I feel you like they're going Bowman too. No, Bowman. I'm not going Bowman. <laughs> okay. Not going Bowman. I mean he got a top ten for me. I mean you were laughing like, oh he's gonna get a DNF, but he did get a top he ten. He looked like it he was gonna get a yeah. DNF. Uh, but he he pulled through a little yeah. bit. You know that was a risky pick. That was probably the most risky pick we've taken this entire season. I would say, right? Give or take, yeah. Now I'm gonna take one of your guys. See, I feel like Kyle doesn't run well at Pocono. Right? It's not been one of his best tracks. All yet. right, I'm gonna go. Brad Keselowski. All right. So Brad Ryan and Chase. Well, you're an idiot because Kyle has won two of the last four Pocono races, so I'm taking Kyle Busch. Stupid. See who else I want to take here. Let's Is that look what you were just looking at? You Kyle Busch. Yep. You can't use your phone for this. That's cheating. Taking Kyle Busch. I'm taking Martin Truex Jr. He won that race last year, too. And uh, you took Kozlowski? Mm-hmm. I'll take Logano. So Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., and Joey Logano for me. Timothy picked Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, and Brad Kozlowski for Pocono should be a good week for us heading heading up to Pocono this week up in the. Uh, I wanted to go to the race. Pond. Connor said no. Well, you know what? Just burped. So oh, geez. just belched. All right. Um, before we get into donkey of the day, let's go ahead. I mean, what do you expect from Pocono? From Pocono, I expect some good racing. I don't think they're going to get as spread out as they we, usually do. Are there. You, I, see, I, I disagree. I think. The, I, mean, I think. Are you serious? Are you I mean, kidding obviously, me? Obviously, we're going to see the three second leads, but I think pack wise. We're going to see them a little bit more racy. What about the restarts? I mean, restarts Restart, are already crazy at Pocono. Restarts six wide at least. Going into turn one? Not into turn one, but they better <laughs> figure it out before they get to turn one or else they're all going to crash. I wanna, mm. I, yeah, I want to see. I mean, we've, we saw like a big wreck. Uh, I mean, not a big wreck at Charlotte, but, you know, that Kyle Larson. Then he drove straight up the track. <laughs> yeah, and then he drove it straight up the track. <laughs> that was kind of like. That was kind of like us on NASCAR heat. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. I thought he was going to turn the car around and go backwards. Yeah. And then Hanlon wrecked on the backstretch and then drove the – I thought he was, like, hurt. Got to finish the and race. And he drove that thing around. And uh, But those were some of the – 
biggest wrecks we've kind of seen other than the restrictor play tracks this year. I mean, there haven't been a lot of massive crashes. No, no. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how Pocono goes. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect from this package. Is this the first flat track they've run this package pretty on? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty um, much. So Pocono's pretty, pretty I mean, flat. didn't they didn't they not Phoenix is too though, isn't it? Yeah, but as in terms of high speed, this is Yeah. Um and yeah. you know I'm I'm comfortable with my picks. I think I'm gonna come out on top. You think you're gonna come out on top this week? I think Blaney is I think Blaney is gonna could potentially win the race. I like my Kyle and, Bush and Martin Truex, those are two stellar picks. I can't believe you left those to me well i mean here's my take on martin truex they've not had if they win they have a they don't seem They're to feast or famine yeah it's feast or famine for them so um yes kyle bush has won a couple pocono races but it's i think it's also feast or famine for him what wins or either for pocono for pocono in particular yeah i feel like he wins or he has problem so yeah i'm banking no. on a a, a surprise topsy-turvy points day and where I come out on top. Maybe. Speaking of the points, uh, overall points, Joey uh, Kyle Busch continues to lead Boom. Um, just by six points over Joey Logano. Can we talk about who's moved up to third in the points? Is it Chase Elliott? Chase Elliott has moved up to third in the point standings. Kevin Harvick is fourth. How? Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand. That always seems to happen, though. And one, th- you know, We didn't mention um, when we were talking about the race, uh, the 600, is Harvick, I mean, fading. The closer. I don't want to. I don't want to hear Fox or NBC call Kevin Harvick the closer ever again. I want to hear them call him the choker. Uh, And then Mister Where did he come from has turned into where did he disappear to because Kevin has found a way to. Or yeah, I say Kevin. I'll I'll put his whole team in that. They have you know found a way to screw themselves out of wins, good finishes, and uh, I mean it's. This has happened ever since he came to Stuart Hall's. I mean, his pit crew has got to be on the bottom tier of 40 cars that go out there. I mean, they find a way to screw him over during the worst times. It's been that way for the last five years. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to hear them call Kevin Harvick the closer ever again. Where did he – the closer Kevin Harvick wins it. You uh, see, they've, they've taken they've, they've taken Rodney, Rodney, Handers, Rodney Childress' dirty hand away to cheat, and then – they uh, have taken the skill away from the driver, and you saw what it, how it's done to Kevin Harvick. It's just plateaued him in the top ten. So Kevin uh, Brad Keselowski is fifth in the points. Truex is sixth. Denny Hamlin seventh. Kurt Busch is eighth. Brian Blaney is ninth. Alex Bowman is tenth. Then it's Boyer, Amarola, Suarez is up to thirteenth uh, or thirteenth. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson fourteenth. Byron is fifteenth. Kyle Larson fell back a little bit. He is sixteenth. Yeah. So he's still right there on the edge. That race hurt him a little bit in the points. Yeah, he's he's doing all right. Hope <laughs> he's doing he's getting right. better. He, he just I hit think, the he just hit head on in the wall. I at think all star Charlotte. Yeah, we'll blame that on. He won a non points race at Charlotte. Okay, but that can still spark momentum for. Yeah, they're race into the race. That can still spark momentum for a team. And it sure did during the six hundred. Well, I mean, how many got, laps till he hit the wall? Uh, how many laps was it? Fifty or I less? No, but come on, Kyle Larson hitting the wall. Don't act like that's nothing. That's nothing we haven't seen before. So, I think Kyle's going to be all right. He's going to be just fine. All right. Well, uh, before we get ready to wrap this show up, we've got one more piece of business to take care of, and that is Connor Bunn's donkey of the day. Connor, take it away. (laughs) 
Donkey of the Day, Sunday, May 26, 2019, goes to none other than Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Boom. How many is that for him? Maybe three this year. Yeah, he's just an idiot. I mean, for lack of better <laughs> words, he's just an idiot. Gets loose, out of turn four. Kyle lifts, trying not to hit him. Still gets into the back of him because, I mean, what can you do? Spins him around, and the dude's like, Man, I hope I get this thing right by the end of the race because I'm coming back to get him. For what? Ricky Stenhouse is the biggest loose cannon on the track every single week. And he wants to try and go at somebody else. And then he tries at the end of the race to go and take a swing at Kyle. Misses. About puts it in the wall. Loses a couple positions. I mean, that was like, he was like doing what his girlfriend used to do. He's an idiot. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., you are an idiot. Uh, If I had to compare him to, who would you compare him to? Like a driver now? No, like a... Like an old driver, like a Swervin Irvin. No, it wouldn't be an Ernie Irvin. Because he's not as good as Ernie Irvin. Oh, well, no. I mean, he's won one race. Two. Right? two ra- both restrictor plate races. Yeah. Oh, man, who would I compare him to? Gosh. I don't know, but if you guys go to your local, you know, playing field, your you local... You know who I'd compare him to? Somebody like a Mike Skinner or Mike a Robbie Skinner. Gordon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really watch Mike Skinner race in the Cup Series. Yeah, he I'm raced in the, the 31 Lowe's car. Gordon uh, was, 31 is cursed. Gordon drove that car, too, actually. It was the singular wireless car. And then yeah. Gordon went to his own team, the number seven car. Yeah. Truex, uh, we may uh, um not Truex, but uh, Stenhouse, we may have to deliver a trophy to him at some point. Um, yeah, Ralph Finley, he, he, we're going to I think he to. beat me. I've got two donkey of the days. And Truex, uh, I keep calling him Truex. Stenhouse now has three. I think it's either two or three, but... You know, he's climbing the list. He was my prediction to get the most donkey of the days at the end of the season, so I still stand by that. He still might. You never know. You know, the the, the series loose cannon. You can always count on him to screw somebody's day or, well, his own in many cases, so we'll have to see. All right, what a show. I mean, this was the return from we're L.A. Back. show. Yeah, I a mean, rusty, but we're back. I mean, phew, L.A., phenomenal. Taxi Derby, crazy. Wow. Uh, and then we had Andrew Fuller on, uh, covered a lot of stuff in this podcast. Thank you for joining us. I promise. Connor, are we going to be back on YouTube next week? I hope so. Uh, I'm just a little bit disappointed in, uh, who used to be our number one fan, Carla, who doesn't not have the camera down here for us. That's kind of sad. How long has it been since she's been back from the beach? She got back right when we left. Yeah. So it's been over a week. So that is ridiculous. Is she going to deliver camera to somebody who's not here? Uh, she can put it on the porch, okay? She can put her thousand-plus dollar have been camera back. on the porch of your house. We've been back for <laughs> five days? Only five days, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Episode 25 of Full of Lead. We'll be back next week. Crash. Trouble.